Welcome to Living the Authentic Life. I have two incredible girl bosses here today. <laughs> Lauren Sparks, who is been you have been in the banking industry for long time. 30 plus years. You are chief banking officer. Sorry. Laquita Ciprian is chief banking mm-hmm. officer and you are founder, chairman and woman, chairwoman, chairwoman and CEO of this amazing new bank called Agility Bank. Yes, I was introduced to you guys through my cousin John Cangelosi, but I know another woman who's a total girl boss, Edna Meyer Nelson, mm-hmm. who's involved with you guys. And um I bring together, every week we talk with people that are living authentically and they have a purpose and are really connecting with community. And when I met you guys, I thought this is exactly in line with everything. You are bringing women in the community together to found a bank that is primarily owned by women and services everyone, yes. but has a focus on particularly helping women and minorities. So speak a little bit to how that even came about, because it's not normally done this way. It's a great, it's a good question, great question. Everybody asks me, how did this come about? I believe that it came about as a natural progression. You get to a point in your life, I think, where you stop looking Um, as far forward as you're looking behind you and you're saying what's happening behind me, who's coming along behind me, what's the future like for other women. And I really came to a realization that having been the only woman in the boardroom in the context of my career, which was within community banks, and seeing that not changing, that something needed to change, both for women in financial services as well as for women-owned business, because I'm also a woman-owned business. And that experience makes you realize that Maybe you're a minority um, in who's, who's being able to be successful or who's starting businesses, and that needs to change. And Laquita, you have an amazing background also in banking, but you have a philanthropic background serving as chairwoman of an amazing group that helps bring kids up. Through, tell us a little bit about its STEM. Yes, the STEM. Tell us a little bit about that and how that became your purpose and how that intertwines with what you do with business? Sure. Um, well, I became uh, involved with C-STEM because of a good friend, uh, Reagan, Dr. Reagan Flowers. And I, I, as I grew up, I knew that exposure was very important mm-hmm. um, to help people grow and flourish. And um, as a result of that, I got involved with C-STEM to help, to help her um, create the mission and, and build on and and grow and create more opportunities for children. And it's math, science. Math, science, engineering, and technology. Which, um, which communication is the first part of it. C, C is for communication. Because um, I guess specifically with COVID, we've seen that there's been so many kids that have been left behind. And when you mm-hmm. say looking back and looking to the future, <clears throat> That's so much what this is, and there's so many great people in the business world that weren't getting funding Mm -hmm. for their businesses, and we don't want to leave them behind. What Mm -hmm. are some of the differences in this bank, and how would, would you help those people come forward? Well, we're doing a lot of things to help people come forward, and even right now, we're 
as we're raising capital for the bank, um, we're offering a lot of opportunities for people who would not have normally had an opportunity to invest in a bank mm -hmm. um, because we're doing it from uh, grassroots. We're offering the opportunity to women who are in our community um, by doing the presentations locally um, in our actually in our bank location. Um, and then from a business standpoint, we're offering opportunities for businesses because we're partnering with incubators and um, organizations to make sure that we're uh, providing education for business owners and, um, and also partnering with leaders within the bank to share their perspectives and their experiences as they've grown their businesses. And as an entrepreneur who mm -hmm. started your own business, did you find that banks were willing to loan you money and get behind you, or was that a journey in itself? I think it was easier for me because my whole career has been in banking, so mm -hmm. I knew what I had to bring to the table. And, I, and I've had this conversation with other female entrepreneurs who say, with a banking background, they know what the standard is for, say, a male applicant, and so you come to the bank with standards that exceed that, more collateral than they would ask for, and more um, more of a plan than they would ask for, because you are sometimes intimidated, but you also understand that sometimes you have to exceed a standard. So it wasn't as difficult for me as it could have been because I knew what the standards were, but I'm a banker, and most entrepreneurs are not bankers. So there's this whole mystery around financial services that we really want to be a part of changing the, the communication around it so that it's not a mystery, so that an entrepreneur can learn what they need to learn so that they can scale and grow their business if they choose to. Uh, it's about cracking the barrier between banks who speak a different language, and we do it. We get caught in our own acronyms and things mm -hmm. like that. But really part of the journey we're trying to create for entrepreneurs is uh, a safer place or a place for educational opportunities to bridge the gap between you may be the best at what you do in your niche, but you need to understand about financial services to be able to take the next step. Well, they say that about doctors, right? They mm -hmm. have a hard time. Not yes. John, but other doctors, mm -hmm. my cousin. Mm -hmm. But other doctors are so great at being physicians, but when it comes to running a business, mm -hmm. it's really difficult. Right. And I know for me, even when you offered to give me the packet, I was mm -hmm. like, well, that's not really my cup of tea. Sure. Rob would probably look at that with me. But I appreciated that I could ask really basic questions, and what really drew, drew me to your mission was you say profit with a purpose. Mm -hmm. Because I think now more than ever during COVID, we all had time to slow down. Yes. Yes. We had time to think about our relationships, to think about our daily lives and our mm -hmm. businesses, mm -hmm. to see who's in our world and who we work with and how strong that is and who we trust the most. So we, we say it's an unusual time to be starting a bank. It is. Right? Yeah. It's an unusual time. But it's a great time because people are making, as you say, very deliberate decisions about who they want to engage in business with, what's important in their lives, how they want to emphasize whatever parts of their lives they want to. So it's really a perfect time. Yeah. And, and to the point of how we're helping to educate our, um, or help our business clients, our technology actually mm -hmm. allows us to um, spend more time with our business clients because um, we were actually reducing the traditional underwriting process down from 20 hours to one hour or less. So that gives us a lot more time to spend mm -hmm. time in the community with our business clients mm -hmm. and for those th who are trying to grow their business and understand how to manage their finances and um, learn more about um, 
about banking and how banking can help their business. So it's a great opportunity for everyone, for us oh. as a bank and for our business clients as well. And we were saying that, or I was saying that to you when I first met you, we just bought a property mm -hmm. and what we had to do to buy a piece of property because we're business mm -hmm. owners as opposed to someone who works for someone else is mm -hmm. really challenging. And when we look at other people who may get loans, it was just a very confusing process and so time consuming and back and forth and signatures and mm -hmm. different things. And that to me, I would say as, and certainly men have a hard time balancing things, but I feel like as women, we're even more multitaskers mm -hmm. with what, that I'm going also to the grocery store and right. picking up from carpool and I'm Bella's Uber driver. Right. And then I have to go to the bank too and I mm -hmm. have to go there five times and I have mm -hmm. to sign everything. That sounds familiar. She's so, going, yes, yes, yes. Talk about that a little bit because that's a reality. Yeah, it, it is. And I think that a lot of what we've designed the bank around is that type of a business owner because you're consumed with your clients during your business day. And yes. When your business day ends that you're thinking about how am I going to run my business yeah those are so we've, we've built the bank around um, the ideas that uh, we can provide uh, extended hours of service we can provide different levels of service we can mm -hmm. be available in the channels and the ways in which our clients need us to be whether that's after dinner's cooked after the kids are in bed or whatever that is and so we'll be rolling out different levels of that type of availability because life is different it isn't nine to five for running your business <clears throat> no, and sometimes <clears throat> it's just at 7 or 8 o'clock is when I can think about yes. what I didn't get to mm -hmm. on my to-do list yes, exactly. because I've literally been responding to everything yes. coming at me as mm -hmm. opposed to having yes. a moment to be proactive. So yes. I think that's hugely mm -hmm. um, a help for um, entrepreneurs because it is so difficult. And, and automating the things that can be automated and so that, like Laquita said, we spend our time on the relationship because that's what matters, the Absolutely. relationship. And then um, talk a little bit about, so connection, community. Um, I was fascinated to know that you could also have more opportunities with the bank because other, you're working with other banks mm -hmm. because there's a value in working with mm -hmm. a minority female-owned um, bank. Right. Tell a little bit about that so people can see because there is a concern, I know, with some people that I talk to about, well, it's a small bank. How do mm -hmm. I know? Mm -hmm. How do I know that I can trust this smaller bank? Don't I need to be with the bigger bank? Mm -hmm. And so one thing is we always tell people is we have to follow the same rules. The same rules apply whether you're JP Morgan Chase or whether you're Agility Bank. So we're all following the same rules. Uh, so it's the same standard in terms of mm -hmm. safety, soundness, whether your money's safe and all of that. Um, but the, the difference that we bring as a minority depository institution, which is a technical term, it's a special type of charter, but what it does is opens up a door for us to partner with those larger financial institutions. They want to work with us to reach deeper into our community uh, and to have more of an impact in the community because we are all, banks are regulated to make sure that we do reach into the community and we reinvest oh. in the community. It's part of the rules we have to follow. Interesting. So larger institutions can work with us. They can magnify their impact through us. It was, creates a natural partnership, mm -hmm. which really uh, helps the bank propel itself forward. Having these type of big partners is a great opportunity for us. Yes. And um, like to actually know and get to talk to you, I would, was thinking back um, to when um, when I grew up, I, the pharmacists knew us, mm -hmm. and it, it's that kind of 
personal relationship and carrying it through. The name itself is um, is amazing agility. <laughs> so you're able to be responsive. Pivot? Can we yes. use that term without being an overused term? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so talk a little bit about some of the things that I read you saying about the name was it, you can move quickly, you keep customers ahead of the curve, you adapt to change, you create opportunities. And if you, and if you have that mindset, you understand that you're building a bank that's the bank of the future, which means you have to continue to be nimble, you have to continue to be agile because the banking ecosystem and everything around how we bank and how transactions occur, all that's changing minute by minute. It's so, it's so um, accelerated right now in terms of transformation. And if you're a bank that's agile, you're in the middle of that for your clients and you're making sure that you're always able to move forward, always able to offer what's important for your clients. You're not stuck in uh, a framework that won't move, that's immutable. And so it's really about being a bank of the future. We talk about that all the time being agile so that we can adapt and be there for our clients. Because as you and I sit here today, the way you conduct your transactions today, and we look at it in five years, let's sit down in five years and talk about it, it will be very, very different. And we'll be in the middle of that for our clients. Well, I think we had such a change in the way we ran our business. We were talking about, mm -hmm. we used to buy a watch that we paid $6,000 for and we could make 500 to 1,000. Mm -hmm. Now we have to spend Eighteen to 20000 on mm -hmm. that same watch, so we need more money, mm -hmm. or a deal comes in that we need to buy. It, it's interesting because costs have, mm -hmm. have gone up with so oh. many things. Shipping has been such a problem. So maybe we can get into more specifics. Do you have opportunities? Is it a line of credit? Like what kind of, how do you work with those details? Why don't you talk about it on the lending side for sure? Sure, sure. And, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to touch on being nimble too, another thing um, is that we're, we're offering several different ways mm -hmm. uh -huh. that our business clients can connect with us. Mm -hmm. So if our business client wants to come into the office mm -hmm. to bank, they can. If they want to talk to us over uh, online, mm -hmm. they can. If they want to call us, we can talk to them that way. Um, if they want to meet in person at their office, we're able to do that as well. So that's another part of being, being nimble and being mm -hmm. able to, um, I guess, work the way the business client wants to, what's mm -hmm. convenient for them. Um, but um, from a lending standpoint, we, um, we have a, a company that we're, a fintech company that we're partnering with that allows us to uh, initiate loans uh, in a number of different ways. We mm -hmm. can do it from the office or the business client can go online and apply. And the system will ask about six to seven questions and once the client has answered all those questions online, we'll get an approval or, um, or we will be prompted to call the client to talk with them about the loan that they've applied for. So it, it's really a huge opportunity for the business client because they don't have to gather as many documents as they would normally have to gather in most cases. Mm -hmm. And it stream, streamlines the underwriting process for them. And is that putting you a little bit more risk because there's not as much 
information that you're getting or is it still back in the same that way. way? It would sound that way, but that's uh -huh. not the case. It still uses the same data points that a mm -hmm. person would use manually. Mm -hmm. It's just doing it in an automated fashion. And it takes our loan policy, which is our appetite for risk and how mm -hmm. we want to do lending, and it puts it into the system and embeds it in the system. So it's the same controls, it's just in an automated fashion. Uh, and it's faster and so it frees us up to do more of the relationship piece of the lending. So whether mm -hmm. it's a loan from $5,000 to $500,000, they all follow a similar process. We're just mm -hmm. making that more efficient and, and using our time more wisely. And the technology has been there. It's vetted and used by other banks. Just usually community banks build a framework and stick with it for quite mm -hmm. a long period of time. And an Agile bank builds a different framework and moves forward. Tell us a little bit about the other people on your team because that I also found fascinating. Everyone knows that um, have watched our podcast before. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge advocate to stop sex trafficking and you mm -hmm. guys have a number of women working to help with mm -hmm. women's issues. Uh, I know men and women could be abducted mm -hmm. into trafficking. But tell a little bit about the other people that you have as advisors. So we have an advisory board that's intact and our chair is Amy Leggio who works with a local um, Hope Rising, one of the uh, groups that's very mm -hmm. active in trafficking and well, anti-trafficking mm -hmm. um, and, and remediation and mitigation and, mm -hmm. and all the things that have to happen because of the fact that there is trafficking mm -hmm. going on. Um, but it, she's an, a great example of um, leadership in, the t in Houston that's here, mm -hmm. that's come to the table to say, this is important to me and I want to work with and be a part of a bank that's, that's got a, a mission of having an impact. Um, we're a bank for everyone, so we'll be banking everyone in Houston, but we have a special mission around um, women mm -hmm. and minority-owned businesses. So um, as women as a special focus, that's easy for us. We all understand what the issues are, and we want to be involved in them. So Amy's a great example of someone who's here with us. Um, our, our, all of our board members mm -hmm. are very engaged in the, in the entire community from whether it's um, Maureen Sanders in the medical center at the San Jose Clinic, or it's Edna Meyer Nelson, who you know, Edna, with her involvement in different um, uh, organizations here in town, uh, or Roxanne mm -hmm. uh, Chargois and her uh, involvement in various women's uh, groups as well as minority groups. So, I mm -hmm. mean, we're just all engaged people. So, um, it's part of our DNA. When we, mm -hmm. we talk about uh, other banks uh, nominating a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer and building a diversity, equity, and inclusion framework, it's who we are. So it's just inherent in how we operate and how we built the bank. Yes, yeah, we actually have 25% um, of our uh, team is foreign born. Um, so it really reflects Houston because that is the same uh, um, percentage of Houston that's foreign born. That's so true. I mean, it's true, really at our core. And then one of the other uh, facts that I read was you're the only one de novo bank in Houston since 2008. What does that even mean? Actually, there's one other bank in, okay. in Houston. So there's been, because of the economy and because of all kinds of things that happened in the in like the 2008 Great Recession and all of uh -huh. that, um, there were no, no new banks started nationally after I think one that one of our um, team members was associated with uh, was one of the last ones in, in like 2008 that was opened. Uh -huh. uh, and the regulators said, there's too much going on, we're not quite sure, we, do, we don't really want all these new banks, and there was a time where no one was opening new banks. Mm -hmm. We're just hitting a new resurgence around this, mm -hmm. uh, and so there was one other bank started in this community, very much the typical community bank that we're used mm -hmm. to in Houston, <clears throat> owned and operated by men, 
great traditional type of a profile of a bank. We're just different than that, um, but they're very successful. They've stepped into a gap in the market that we already identify was there, and we'll be stepping into that same gap. So there's great opportunity for us as well. Um, we're just a different profile. So we say you're not, we're not your grandfather's bank. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with your grandfather's bank. It's a great heritage and a great place mm -hmm. to come from. We're just a different bank. And we were talking to you about how, um, or I was saying we have a bank that we work with, but we like having two different mm -hmm. banks because there's different needs that you have too. So address that a little bit. Sure, so in, in my 23 years of <laughs> banking, um, about 17 of those years was uh, busy working with business clients, mm -hmm. uh, advising them on their cash flow and helping them with their lending. And um, after a while, I actually started advising my business clients to have two banks, one mm -hmm. bank for technology, um, a larger, usually the larger banks uh, for technology, and then a smaller bank for relationship. And that's really what, what I found um, in, in working in larger banks for most of my career, mm -hmm. um, I found that it was hard for us to really always have a good connection with the business clients because we were working with so many of them and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think there's a place for both types of banks. Um, and then what I heard from a lot of the business clients who were with smaller banks well, they would always say, well, they know me and I can call and I can mm -hmm. make, I can have uh, things done over the phone and mm -hmm. I don't have to go in or um, they know me when I walk in the door. Um, and that was always really intriguing for me because it was really what I wanted to do was to really be able to uh, be a part or a partner with that business owner to make sure that I was guiding them and helping them from a financial standpoint. Um, often business clients have their CPA, they have their attorney, mm -hmm. but the banker is a lot of times left out of the picture and that's really, really it's very important to have all three mm -hmm. so that um, the, the company can be cohesive and making sure that the, the banker is implementing what the CPA and the attorney are giving guidance on and also the banker also gives guidance to the CPA and the attorney in a lot of cases. So it's important to have all three. Um, so relationship is really important and that's really what we're build, we're looking to build with our business clients as being a, a part of a part of their ecosystem and actually providing yes. opportunities for other things that are important in their business as well. And we also think you should have a watch guy, a jewelry guy, and a handbag guy, girl, which would be us. That's so got it. If, that makes sense. Yes. But, um, but I feel like we, we had this pendulum swing, right? Mm -hmm. That it was, we need to go everything technology, and we don't mm -hmm. need to have the, t the touch point. And now we're really going back to touch points of understanding people, um, mm -hmm. understanding their needs, so you can move with their mm -hmm. business as it's moving and as, as things are changing. And that was the other thing that really made me compelled to be a part of this is I believe my business growth has happened because I've worked with other successful people. And I think there's such an opportunity mm -hmm. to connect with other people um, and grow. And you're, this is gonna be a part of the DNA also is mm -hmm. it's not just a bank but there's gonna be opportunities to meet other people, mm 
-hmm. to network and to do other things. Let's talk a little bit about that, the connection side so of we, the we bank. So we definitely say that we're more than just an account. Mm -hmm. And I think part of this stems from, I've worked with so many community banks and, and some of the relationships I've seen in community banks are just unbelievable. So when we say community banks, we mean not the big guys, we mean a certain asset size, but they're really the banks that are able to take the time to understand their customers. Mm -hmm. and, and the emphasis on relationship um, has always been there for community banks. The art of it going forward is how do you balance the technology with the relationship? Yes. And for us, the relationship is still tantamount. We mm -hmm. build around technology, we love technology, we understand technology, we know that's the future. Yes. People still want a relationship. They still want a trusted advisor. Pick up advisor. a phone and call and not hit two you, and then 10 still, and then five and then and wait for 10 minutes. Just, and then get someone that's never talked to them before. And, right. and money is emotion, right? Money is emotional. Banking transactions are emotional. We can be talking about business all we want, but people are emotional about money. Mm -hmm. And so if we can understand that as their banker, and we can understand that there's a relationship around the financial transaction, then we're your bank. I mean, we're the place that I would want to be. This is about building the bank that we mm -hmm. all want to be at, um, where we want to be part of that relationship. So I know like anybody that's ever closed on a mortgage, it's an emotional huge upheaval, oh, right? So emotional. Most business transactions can be emotional as well. Even if people don't want to talk about the emotion, there's emotion around the right. transaction. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think we Oftentimes are, fear borrowing that much money and go. hoping that, or just of angst course. over the next step and of is course. it the right step? And of course. If you, they say if, um, if your goal doesn't scare you a little bit, it's mm -hmm. not big enough, it's right. not a big enough goal, or I'm maybe not quoting it you right, but it, right? I feel like that's such a part of it is every time I take a huge leap forward mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but overall you have to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that I really connected with is we talked a little bit about Malcolm Gladwell mm -hmm. when we met mm -hmm. and one of the things I found most fascinating was that um, a lot of people are taught by their families that they could ask questions and not accept no's. Mm -hmm. But then there's other people mm -hmm. that are not brought up with that same experience. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Bella, unfortunately, knows never to accept no, <laughs> and she uses that on me all the time. But I feel like so That's many funny. people, um, I, I think I gave the example of one of my friends was um, helping some people that work with her and they were told that their surgery would be 250000 mm -hmm. and they were trying to mortgage their house and do all this, and she said, no, I'll call for you. Mm -hmm. And she got it for like $10,000 or something mm -hmm. because they help, she knew not to accept that mm -hmm. as the fact mm -hmm. and to keep pushing. And I, that's the other thing I see as an opportunity mm -hmm. here is that you don't even know sometimes the right question You don't know to what ask. you don't know. Yeah. How mm -hmm. to even get there, mm -hmm. and I love that this is set up in a way that you're not intimidated. Because I see with my daughter, and I, I know when I'm in huge groups, I'm intimidated to ask a question that I might look foolish. Mm. So, talk a little bit about how you're helping these businesses through that process. Your banker is your advocate, <laughs> right? Yeah, as, as a banker is always the advocate for the business client. And being in a community bank, a smaller bank. It allows us. It allows us to be able to to 
educate our business clients on how mm -hmm. to find different resources. Mm -hmm. um, outsource, they may need to outsource some things. So mm -hmm. we're a guide for them to be able to make running their business easier and and also provide um, provide knowledge and and exposure to what would what would make a better opportunity for them to grow their business and within the bank we're going to offer tools as well especially for a startup business you don't know things about running a business necessarily mm -hmm. so some of our tools are designed around how to get your accounting up and running and to automate your accounts receivable so your cash flow is better and mm -hmm. what to do if you hire an employee and you need some help some resources but you can't afford to hire somebody full-time to do that and so we are building different pieces into the bank that are resources for business owners um, so that just but in addition to sage advice that we would offer and, and being advocates for our clients we also have I mentioned earlier our advisory board where each one of those advisory board members is committed to giving back in some way. They want to give a hand up. They want to provide either mm -hmm. the, the, the richness of their experience that mm -hmm. they'll share, um, what not to do they'll share, mm -hmm. those kind of things. So we really have also, I think Laquita's mentioned it a few times, the educational um, component to around what we're doing in, in the bank. And you'll be allowing, you'll be creating opportunities for business owners to meet each other? Oh yes, yes. So a lot of different ways, through the advisory board and the activities that they're going to be up to, but we'll also be doing, they may appear to be social engagements in some mm -hmm. respect, but they're really um, opportunities for business owners to network and be think tanks. And that's a, an opportunity. I, we've seen the energy in the room a few times when we've mm -hmm. just put people in the room together and allowed them to start to brainstorm and share knowledge and information mm -hmm. and resources. And it just takes on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And I think we say this a lot about the bank. It's really about just making space for it to happen. Right. And so we're making space for it to happen. Yeah. For, for example, we have, a, we have a lunch today mm -hmm. that we're hosting for a group of women um, to get together and really just meet each other and network. Mm -hmm. um, and when we come together, we we figure it out. I mean, mm -hmm. there's not a huge agenda. We'll talk a little bit about the bank, but um, mostly they'll share their backgrounds, what experiences they have, and um, go from there. So we're we're going to offer a lot of opportunities for women and men to come mm -hmm. together and learn from each other. I think it's so great because that's where, like you said, that's where the magic happens. Mm -hmm. I love going to fashion events and charity events. Mm -hmm. And before I was the vintage Contessa, I worked with my family business. So I would go at night to fashion and charity events. And I was always hoping, and in my mind, I felt like it was successful if I could meet a person I connected mm -hmm. with on mm -hmm. a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a little bit about that, like getting past that, like going into deeper conversation, getting to mm -hmm. a meaningful place. And, um, and I think that um, if someone's a business owner and going to these events that you've already kind of weeded through mm -hmm. <laughs> the people that, and you can learn so much by someone else's mistake. Mm -hmm. um, Stephanie Suru has mm -hmm. been our podcast guest and she's um, getting together with us to talk about the bank, but her business profile of putting this space together where women could work together. Literally making space for it to happen. Yes. Literally doing it. Yeah. Uh, the she space mm -hmm. and she and her daughter-in-law, Katie, mm -hmm. and this amazing opportunity for women to work side by side, but then be there for each other, mm -hmm. to pull each other up. 
and men are a big part of this journey. Um, I, um, Bella and I talked a lot about, was it better for her to go to an all-girls school or to be mm -hmm. at a, a, a school with uh, boys and girls? And for her personality, because she's a math girl, I think it helps her to be in a space with men because then she understands for the rest of her life mm -hmm. where they're coming from and how they're operating it. Right. But, so we're not excluding men from this journey, and I appreciate that you no. say it's for everyone, for even everyone. though it's created by by females. Well, I think there's a it's an interesting opportunity, and, and when we look at Laquita's pipeline of business for when we open, it's a, it's a complete mix. And when we look at our shareholders, we're having to very carefully balance because we're yes. female owned. We're we have to be very carefully balanced. So it's definitely an inclusive. Um, and our chief technology officer is a guy, and our CFO is a guy. I mean, we have uh -huh. people at the table, um, but it's it's uh, we are that inclusive experience for a community mm -hmm. bank. But our mission is about women and minority-owned business, and we're a business bank, and that's mm -hmm. that's our mission. I think um, there's so many different ways we can do things in terms of building community for mm -hmm. this community bank. So even then, technology comes into it. There's this community experience, mm -hmm. uh, but there's also community in a technological phase as well for the bank. And so, and that's where things are moving, where they already are in many regards, and where they're moving. Uh, so there's just so much for us to do in terms of building community yeah. in different ways. So um, if people wanted to get involved, how would they reach out to you, and what would be kind of next steps? Well, we're at 2401 North Shepherd in the Heights, so we're in our, we have manifested the bank. We are in the bank, and we're in the last steps of our capital raise. So you can come visit us there. Um, you can call either one of us. We can um, uh, make our numbers, we'll tell our, tell our numbers in just a moment. So mm -hmm. you can come see us. You can go to our website and post a message there. Uh, agility banking www.agilitybanking.com you google us will pop up i'm sure um, and the main number is 713-324-8810 so you can call us and talk to any one of us there any one of the staff that are ready to ready to open the bank any minute so um is this the will be this be the first in houston the first in the state of texas that's minority owned and founded so there are other minority depository institutions what we are first is what we are the first bank that has started with the purpose of being this women-owned women-led bank so there are others that have become that over time mm -hmm. we're the ones who said out of the gate we want to be this this is our dna mm -hmm. and so we're the first to start with that purpose in, in the United the city, States. In, in the United, the United States. States. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. I wanted you to yes, say. Yes. And that's actually really what I lead with because I feel like when I'm telling people mm -hmm. about the opportunity, because it is so. Um, right here in Houston that we're doing this. We're, we're changing the landscape in what may be a subtle way, but a lasting way. And we're so doing it here. Other women may be majority owners because they've inherited it or mm -hmm. it's grown, but this yes. is. We founded with the purpose this was our intent. and intent. Mm -hmm. Our intent was to bring women along both in financial services mm -hmm. as well as in their businesses to be at the table in the equity position at the bank, uh -huh. in the C-suite at the bank, uh -huh. and to be a presence in the financial landscape. And if you're, if you're loaning to women who are underserved and to minorities who are not getting as much access, Talk a little bit more, you mentioned it earlier. Does that put the success of the bank more at risk to, uh, to invest with it? 
Oh, that's so funny. I would never think of it from but that someone perspective. someone asked me that. Isn't that interesting? See, perspective is everything. It and is. So we and need so to I think respond it's good to that. To, that, to yes. respond to that. If yes. you're focusing on mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. no one's ever done mm -hmm. before, does mm -hmm. that put you more at risk? Well, it's interesting because by law, we should all be doing that. Right. <laughs> because there should not be any disparity in terms of access to credit or banking. So uh, we're just emphasizing the fact that the, the playing field should be level. In terms of whether it would impact our success or not, I think it's probably the opposite. Um, where we're sitting today with the conversations mm -hmm. around diversity and equity and inclusion and the focus by everybody, regular people who are not bankers, the focus on what's really happening in terms of equity and fairness. Um, that focus is really reinforcing for us some of these partners we talked about earlier. We mm -hmm. would be working with the larger institutions, large corporate companies who have a shareholder mandate for mm -hmm. diversity in their providers. It actually provides a little bit, I believe, a little bit of a boost for us um, in, in knowing that people are making these deliberate decisions to participate in and engage with other like-minded businesses or companies who are all investing in diversity and equity and inclusion. I think it adds to And I love that, us. a deliberate choice. Mm -hmm. If we all made deliberate, deliberate choices in our life every mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. how much better would we well, it, all be? It's about yes. living consciously. How hard is that to it, do every day? It's not it's, easy. I call it aligning your words and mm -hmm. deeds. And it is, mm -hmm. it, it's a fine line, but when you do it, so regularly, it takes so much of the guesswork out because you know what the answer is mm -hmm. and you are not confused by what decision to make because you know you focused on your purpose. And once you define your purpose mm -hmm. and you're focused on it, then everything else becomes less important. It's That's easy right. to do the right thing because you know what the right thing is. That's right. Yes. It's aligned with your purpose. Mm -hmm. It is. Yes. And so I loved that. That was my one of my key things that I loved the most when I met you guys is profit with a purpose. Mm. So um, when it comes to, um, we've all uh, had so many opportunities of late to look at politics and look mm. at health and look at the world and say, how do I know it's real? How do I know someone's authentic? How mm -hmm. do I know mm -hmm. that that is true and just and right. Mm -hmm. So how, tell us a little bit about in your gut, like how do you answer that question? Oh, that's interesting. What's, like what do you look at with the business? What do you look at with the person you meet? Because mm -hmm. I'm really trying to focus on that myself. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we do it every day and the way mm -hmm. I came up with this question is people walk into our mm -hmm. store and they see all these amazing things and they're like, wow, this you bought all of this? <laughs> How do you know all this is real? And I'm like, that's a question that's not just about mm -hmm. a Louis Vuitton bag. Mm -hmm. no. Do you want to go first? Sure, sure, I'll go first. Um, well, how I know if something is right is by aligning with what's inside of me. Mm -hmm. Because I think everything that we need is there. It's inside. But it's about um, connecting with our, for me, connecting with my source to know that um, everything that I need is inside. And, and when I make a decision, I really just take the time to think about what I've learned from my source, which is within myself, to, to make that decision. And I'll, I'll tie that to my decision to join Agility mm -hmm. Bank. Mm -hmm. um, during the 
the in the year before the pandemic and during the pandemic, I did a lot of work on um, understanding abundance and understanding. Tell him about your book. <laughs> Well, there's a well. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a book. I have a book in process, um, <laughs> in the process of being published, called Roadmap to Abundance. And throughout 2019 and 2020, I did a lot of um, just kind of went on a journey of learning mm-hmm. who I am and learning what was promised to me and. Um, and through that process, just all of these things started happening to open doors. And um, so the book was really a learning experience for myself um, to be able to be guided by um, what's inside. Mm-hmm. And joining the agility team was one of those things that mm-hmm. came, came about. And it was, as Lauren said earlier, like a natural progression. As I looked back and I looked at all of the different things that happened in my life over the years, being able to work in different banks and mm-hmm. meet different people and mm-hmm. all of the different technical training that mm-hmm. I had over the years, and it was, it was the right thing to do. So I think everything ties together, and that's one of the things that we laugh about sometimes is that everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. There's no coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're where, we're where we are because this is where we should be. So, mm-hmm. so And with abundance, it's being open to it mm-hmm. and w- asking for it yes. and looking for it because yes. I feel and like listening s- for it. Listening so for many it. things were in mm-hmm. front of me that I didn't grab mm-hmm. a hold of. And being fearless. That well, we were, just, we were talking just talking about. about yes. This is a new experience for us. That um, fear I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. Being fearless because yep. But it's so much easier to it's be fearless shot. when you have, you a, have a, a, a wingman. wingman. <laughs> a wingman. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. I love that. It's so Your much easier. Your fearless wingman. Yes. And, and, a, and a partner. And like, you know, the first time yes. I talked to her, and, her, and this was through Zoom the first time we met. Oh, so you know wow. how nice you talk about authentic, a one-on-one in-person relationship. Yeah. You can. But we had to start with Zoom. Mm-hmm. But still her eyes lit up. And I thought, oh, oh she gets it. She gets it. She gets twinkle, where I'm trying yeah. to go. And so when you, you know, I guess the whole point about being authentic is, yes, you're vulnerable, and I think it's hard to be sometimes mm-hmm. when you're afraid, mm-hmm. but if you surround yourself with like-minded people, yeah, it's so much easier. And then you can do just about anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, a, it's an interesting it. journey. Yes. Well, unfortunately, we have reached our time limit because we could talk for so we long, could. but when I met you guys, it was such an aha moment for uh, me. I, it was just wow, this is Mm -hmm. exactly the path I've been on. And someone I was talking to at a party last night about it said, so why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And I said, I just, I feel like I've opened my mind to see things differently. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on this TED Talk I'm doing, Living the Authentic Life. And I too have researched for a year and a half and spent so much time and I wholeheartedly agree that we have everything within us Mm -hmm. and we are capable of greatness. Mm -hmm. We just have to harness it and work through the fear and the Mm -hmm. way we do that is by collectively as Mm -hmm. a community Mm -hmm. coming together. Mm -hmm. So what 
you said and what you've said today, I was like, I am drinking your Kool-Aid. <laughs> this is exactly, this is a way to financially invest, invest in what I'm saying yes. I want to do, is moving the needle, mm -hmm. is changing the opportunities mm -hmm. for women and minorities to really change the needle, move, mm -hmm. move forward in our community and be the difference that we want. And if you start with one person and every day you just do what you can, we mm -hmm. can really change. Where Be the change you want to see in the world, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, well, thank ladies. You for, thank you for listening to us and yes. letting us talk as well. Thank yes, you so much. Great. Yes, and you can reach out to us on um, Instagram through the Vintage Contessa. Send us a direct message. I can connect you with these ladies. We'll be posting their contact information on our stories on Instagram. Thank you. Um, you can find this on Facebook and YouTube and SoundCloud and everywhere you get your podcast. And a big shout out to the handsome, fabulous, smart, incredible Adam Andrus <laughs> with the most amazing hair. Thank you. Amy. And I love him and all the work he does to make us look so good. You guys have a great week and we'll see you next week on Living the Authentic Life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.